Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to The Solar Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. Today we turn our attention to information governance to help us understand its importance. We are joined on the phone by Andy Ng, Vice President, Asia South and Pacific Region, Veritas Technologies, a leader in enterprise data protection. Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. All right. Now, I suppose the best way for us to start is for you to give us an overview of maximizing the value of data and mitigating the risks associated with the creation, use, and sharing of information within an organization. Sure, sure. So, Clarissa, so over the years, data has evolved from being a byproduct of business operations to a key asset for business growth. Organizations that maximize the value of data will reap benefits such as utilizing data to drive new revenue and market opportunities, and also to have the ability to develop innovation solutions and new product lines. We've also seen organizations reap the benefits by accelerating business decisions and also to use that for increasing customer satisfaction. And a second question is how organizations can mitigate the risks associated with the creation, use, and sharing of information. And they can do that by ensuring that all data remains accurate and updated. And then at the same time, deploying proper classification tools and policies to understand what data they have and more importantly, where it's located. And by setting up corporate procedures and policies related to data security, retention and disposal schedules, records management, information sharing, and privacy. And finally, establishing how you want to share that information with your partners, with your stakeholders, and also your suppliers to ensure that there's compliance across all your business partners. Okay, I'm from broadcast. Now, broadcast in this day and age is driven by data and its analytics. But break it down for us. What kind of data are we talking about from an industry standpoint? What kind of tools that organizations can leverage to reap this benefits that you're talking about with data? Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess data is a golden promise of the information age, right? Um, including broadcast. Right? So, I mean, in summary, data can be broadly grouped into three categories, right? The very, very top, you've got what we call business critical data. So data that's vital to ongoing operational success of an organization. Then next, we have this thing called ROT data, right? R-O-T. So it's redundant, obsolete, and trivial data. So these could be data with little or no business values, but you need to, so what you need to do is really proactively minimize this raw data because there's a, there's a huge cost to try to protect this data and also to back up the data. So you want as, as little of this data as possible. The third category is this thing called dark data. So data that you have very little intelligence over, right? So And this dark data could also include vital business critical data and also raw data and as well as high risk non-compliant data. So to to reap the benefits of data, we're looking at data that can bring value to the organization, such as business critical data, of course. So there's a myriad of tools that would enable organizations to handle information properly. We see an increase in IT investments following the pandemic, especially in the areas of cloud analytics, cybersecurity, and also AI. And this is clearly illustrated by a recent study where Singapore respondents believe their organization needs to spend close to US $3,000 to close the gaps in their technology strategy in the next 12 months. And this 
spend also includes the hiring of 34 IT staff, which uh, compared to the global average of 27. Um, and we all know in a very highly competitive market, it's not easy to close this gap. And uh, because you not only you have to spend a lot of money, you, also, you now need to hire people that everyone else is trying to hire. And then we also know information management tools have gained importance, especially in today's distributed work environment, especially when with more and more people are working from home. And it's extremely critical to make information assets available to those who need it. So organizations can leverage these tools for data management, for example, for effective storage, backup and recovery and data security. They can also use these tools for archiving and records management. So this is very, very critical if you need to retain information uh, and data over a seven-year period, for example. And then uh, you can also leverage these tools for regulatory regulatory compliance audits, right? Uh, There's this thing called e-discovery, where where the tool can really um, help you to, to, to basically search through lots of documents, millions and millions of documents so that uh, you, you can e-discover and, and present uh, your in a, present your data in the event of an audit. And then finally, analytical tools that can provide efficient and easy access to trending and historical data for strategic decision-making. And the last thing is also very crucial for organizations to provide necessary training to their employees to ensure that they comply with information governance policies and framework so that they will have the right skills then to keep pace with the business priority. Okay, now let's go back to the three types of data you were talking about. You, you piqued my interest at dark data. Could you give us some examples? All right. So dark data, I mean, um, especially these days with GDPR, which is uh, primarily in the EU or even Singapore, where we have got the the PDPA, you want to make sure that you have insights into these data. So, for example, if you if you've got someone's IC number, for example, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you need to know who actually accessed that information, where how many copies of the single data that you have. So you only keep or store what you have a right to store. So with GDPR, for example, anything that, that can be identifiable to the, to the individual, we call that a PII, personal identifiable information, mm-hmm. you need to actually purge it out. If you don't have consent from the user, you actually have no right to keep it. So, so when you have data and you don't know where it's stored, you don't know who accesses it, these, are, these could be dark data. Right. Okay. Now, which leads, very interestingly enough, to the public sector. They have seen data breaches ransomware attacks in recent times. How does information governance ensure that information is reliable and protected? I mean, globally, we've definitely seen a series of high-profile data breaches and ransomware attacks in recent years, right? So, um, and there are different factors at play here, right? Spending from labs in handling data storage, negligence of third-party vendors to, you know, just plain malicious targeting by cyber criminals. So many organizations do not understand the types of data they handle and what value it is, which means they cannot use or maintain it properly. And this means that the data is exposed to risk of security breaches. So it's vulnerable. Absolutely. Absolutely. So information governance, IG, takes a strategic approach to maximize the value of the data and mitigate the risks associated with the creation, the use, and sharing of data. It also recognizes the information as an organizational asset that requires high-level oversight and coordination to ensure accountability, integrity, and protection of enterprise information. So therefore, an effective IG policy therefore allows organizations to create rules and standards and regulations 
so that everyone's clear what responsibilities they have when it comes to keeping data safe and secure. So I've got a good example here, right? So information policy, in this case, helps classify data, allowing businesses to scale risk as per the data types, and then focusing on high security where it's required and locking down the most important and confidential data from breaches. And if you've got a sound IG framework, you should also outline a process for continuous monitoring, such as monitoring information access, measuring regulatory compliance adherence, conducting frequent risk assessment, and also maintaining adequate security. All these measures help to eliminate risk exposure. Okay. Help us understand. You know, we've heard of global governance, corporate governance, and now information governance. What is the difference between the three? Right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's quite a lot of... Uh, a, lot a lot of, of governance. <laughs> it is a lot of governance and it can get, get quite technical here. So global, global governance encompasses international cooperation amongst tradition, transnational actors and focuses on policies and initiatives in response to global challenges. So examples of such uh, of global governance, of institutions of global governance include the UN, for example, mm-hmm. and uh, the International Criminal Court, and also the World Bank, right? So that's, that's global governance right there. Um, corporate governance refers to the system of rules, practices, and processes by which a company is governed and controlled. It also identifies who has the power and accountability and who makes decisions. So that's corporate governance. Information governance has many formal definitions. So we can inf- define IG as an accountability framework, if you will, for both private and public sectors. It includes metrics, it includes roles, defining roles and policies and the processes that are required to ensure effective and efficient information use and also to enable organizations to achieve their goals. So IG is, is quite an emerging field. It is a strategic and disciplined approach to maximize the value of data and mitigate risks associated with the creation, use, and sharing of information. So smart organizations can, can use IG to meet business and compliance needs related to the use and retention of data, and it can also play a significant role in corporate governance, especially with the increased risk of data breaches and ransomware attacks today. IG actually guides the decisions driven by the organization's needs and helps avoid serious financial, legal, and reputational damages, right, due to poor data management. And we've seen, we've seen quite a number of those um, over the last few years. Right. So w- what I'm, I'm hearing is this is an area of study for some of the younger people in our society who might be interested in IT. This is a field that they, they might want to explore going into. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got, uh, <laughs> got a daughter who is going to college and, um, you know, well, I've given her advice. Um, that's data analytics, information, data management, definitely, definitely hottest, uh, hottest course of studies in, uh, in the tertiary environments, yeah. Right. Okay. Now let's talk about some of the challenges. What are the greatest risks of, um, you know, that threaten implementation of information governance? So, so information governance requires a highly integrated approach that spans across different business processes and IT functions, right? So it is not just an IT function, right? So it is really across every single um, um, uh, function. And so it's essentially an all-hands-on-deck implementation. And when not done properly, organization may end up with a data breach that proves to be costly and damaging. So there are some key issues companies face when it comes to IG. So from a data standpoint, the two topmost concerns are security and privacy. We're seeing how organizations offer often requires IG in the event of lawsuit or other consequence of non-compliance. 
And in such events, I spoke about that earlier, millions and millions of pages of documents and possible, possible even you know, billions of rolls of data will be required to go for a legal process. Right? And um, we just actually recently conducted a research, um, and we found that 64% of employees in Singapore, that's almost two-thirds, um, admitting to sharing sensitive and business-critical data over instant messaging and also other tools. This is quite concerning. And then we also, we also found that uh, 54% are sharing their own copies of the information they share over IM, while conversely, 53% of knowledge workers actually delete it entirely. And so as I, as I said earlier, you shouldn't be storing things that you shouldn't be storing mm-hmm. because it could be, it could be PII. And, and you shouldn't be deleting um, documents and, uh, and business-critical data as well because you, you, you need to have it protected. So, so essentially, to play, to play catch-up with, this, with the, uh, the new work model, right? we see com- companies rushing to bolster the data protection discovery strategies to include every platform where the business is actually conducted. Um, and this is, aligned, this is aligned with information governance where organizations can mitigate the security by implementing the appropriate data management software that ensures proper IM information management and security. So it is therefore essential to select a provider that not only needs your data management, that not only meets your data management needs, but also aligns security and privacy requirements, right? Finally, the, 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 the risk that is probably uh, most prevalent everywhere is the implementation of, uh, when, when it comes to implementation, is what we call insider threat, right? So um, employees, are often the weakest link when it comes to uh, security breaches. And uh, some of them are malicious, and actually most of them are actually unintentional. So this is, this is the humans or, or insider threats, often the, uh, the weakest link, so that, an area that, uh, that is, uh, that is the, uh, the greatest risk. That is the subject of many spy movies. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before I let you go, let's take a, a more macro view. Are there unique challenges to the implementation of IG, not just here in Singapore, but when we bring the region into the equation, since you do have a regional remit? Yeah, I mean, I mean, from a macro perspective, compliance compliance is definitely one of the biggest challenges, right? So the regulatory environment is complex and ever-changing. Businesses must ensure they comply with all the relevant cross-border government and industry requirements in the market that they operate. So a bank, for example, regardless of where they're based, they literally, wherever they operate, they need to be compliant in the country that they operate in. So examples of some essential laws and that organizations need to know include, I think most people know about the U.S. Sarbanes-Oxley Act, commonly known as SOX. And uh, most recently, in the last four or five years, there's a lot of attention on the EU GDPR that I spoke about a, a while ago. So I think um, life cycle management of data, it's also another key challenge that organizations across the region grapple with. We all know data is growing at an exponential rate and stored across multiple locations today, right? So if you're a large organization, it's not just a data center that holds data. It's now kept what we call on the edge. It's kept in all the cloud providers. It's kept in a virtualized environment. So, and not all organizations are equipped with the technologies and skills to ensure that the, all this data is kept, it's protected and, and secure. And with this data silos, inconsistency in data management can really creep into existing processes and, and, and cause friction between different groups within a company. So organizations need to encourage all functional groups to agree on the process of refreshing, modifying, and archiving of information for proper information governance. 
So um, in summary, information has the potential to bring significant benefits and value to organizations, especially when more data is being collected and regulatory oversight increases. With a sound IG strategy, organizations can then ensure data availability, they can also control cost, mitigate cyber risk, and then meet regulatory challenges at the same time. Are there more risks if you're talking about a regional company with, with offices in several countries? I, I actually, it's funny, the, the almost the reverse is true because when these companies realize they need to meet all these requirements, they tend to take, they tend to take this a lot more seriously right. and, and would invest a lot more, you know, a lot more in, in terms of resources to make sure that they remain compliant. It is very often the, the ones who are, who are operating in, in single markets that, uh, that, that see themselves caught uh, flat-footed. Right. Okay. This has been a fascinating conversation. I, I figured that I would have lost you about two minutes in. But I think I got what you were saying. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Heavy topic on a Monday. <laughs> on a Monday, why not? We've been speaking with Andy Ng, Vice President, Asia South and Pacific Region, Veritas Technologies, a leader in enterprise data protection. Andy, thank you very much for the information and the insights. It's been fun. Great. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. You're with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.